Let's, let's pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you uh, came to show us the way and to not only tell it, but to demonstrate it. And so we pray that today you, we would hear your word and we would bring life to us. Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to our minds and hearts and let us not leave this place without knowing that you have addressed each one of us personally. We pray in your name. Amen. Uh, back in February, I short, shared a little story with you, a true story, and I'm, I'm going to share it again today, but in a little different fashion. Um, it was about a woman named Erin. Erin uh, was trying to find out what God really wanted her to do. And so she spent some, really devoted some time into prayer and into fasting. And then one day, it seemed like something came through. And the message to her was, go and feed the strippers. You know, you don't get a message like that every day, do you? <laughs> go and feed the strippers. And it would have been really easy for her to say, well, yeah, that, I, that's probably not the right message I'm supposed to get. And just kind of write it off. But she didn't do that. Um, she, she started doing a little research and she found out that there were 15 strip clubs in her city. So she called one of them and asked if it would be okay if she would bring a home-cooked meal to the women there. The manager says, yeah, you can come on Thursdays. So she uh, started bringing uh, this home-cooked food two Thursdays a month, and as well, she offered her personal friendship and support. Aaron did not bring a Bible with her. Not that there'd be anything really wrong with that, but in this case, she figured it would, it would show that it would be judgmental. It would uh, be, uh, you know, condemning in some way. It would feel that way. And uh, so it really took off. After a while, uh, Aaron organized it into a ministry, and then other women in the city started doing the same thing at other places, and then other places in the country. Um, one of the women that Aaron got to know was a 23-year-old 23 23 year mother of two. And after months of, you know, getting to know each other and talking, uh, um, you know, this woman's eating Aaron's home-cooked food, she finally just bursts out. Why do you do this? And that's when Aaron opened up and began to talk about how she felt God wanted her to do it and and she recognized that the trust that had developed between, between the two of them uh, over these several months. And so she thought the time was right. And she invited this woman to church with her. Well, uh, she came. And then uh, she met other women like, other people like Aaron uh, who, who cared about her. And one of them got her a job as a security guard, and now she is pursuing a degree in criminology and hopes to become a police officer. And what she did not receive from Aaron was judgment. What she did not receive was judgment. Now, does Aaron believe that working as a stripper is a sin? I would imagine. But... We're all sinners. And Aaron's approach was to lead the way with love, not judgment. 
So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 7. We're going to look at that passage that Larry just read for us a little bit. If you got the Pew Bible, you'll see it on page 971. And if you don't have a Bible, you need a good Bible to read. Uh, this Pew Bible is a good readable translation, and so you just take it home, okay? You have it, start reading there, and if you don't, if you're trying to think, well, where do I start? <clears throat> I would recommend that you start with those four biographies about Jesus that begin the New Testament, written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And today we're looking at the one written by Matthew. Now, Matthew himself found out how Jesus would lead the way with love and not judgment. Because, you know, Matthew, he also went by the name Levi. And uh, he, I mean, he had a reputation of uh, being greedy and dishonest. Um, but Jesus welcomed Matthew into his life. Jesus went to his house, got to know his friends. So Matthew knew the way Jesus was. So let's look at verse 1. Jesus says, Do not judge or you too will be judged. Now, I'm pretty sure, I won't take a vote, but I'm pretty sure that I'm the biggest nerd in here right now. And you know how I know that? Because my favorite apps on my phone are dictionaries. I don't know. Anyway, anybody, any other dictionaries out, lovers out there? One, yeah, two, all right. Fellow nerds, we start a club here. But anyway, so I, I looked up the word judge in my Merriam-Webster app, and it gives eight definitions. And the word judge as a verb uh, can mean a wide range of things, from condemn to simply decide. And it's the same with that Greek word that we find here in the Bible in this verse. Uh, so what does it mean here? Now, I like Eugene Peterson's uh, paraphrase in the Message Bible, and here's how he leaves it. Well, do not judge means this. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults. That's a pretty good summary, isn't it, of judging? Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults. And, and Jesus was, was, was like this. He didn't, he didn't pick on people. He didn't jump on their failures or criticize their faults. But he did not have a lot of patience for people who did pick on others and jump on their failures and criticize their faults. Because Jesus says, watch out, because judging others is like a spiritual boomerang. Because it might come back and hit you in the head. Verse 2 says, For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You know, I was thinking about it. Is that really the kind of world you want to live in? where you're always judging and being judged, Jesus says, we have to be the ones to break the cycle. We have to be the ones to start something different. You know, there's a famous story about Jesus and the woman who was caught in adultery. Uh, the authorities drag her before Jesus and, and demand that Jesus make a judgment. Now, did the woman sin? She didn't deny it. Jesus didn't question that fact. But Jesus led the way with love. And he said to her, I do not condemn you. 
Now go and leave your life of sin. And that's the way Jesus treats all of us. Where he finds us is right back here. I can't get to it today. But it's to the bottom of the mountain. That's where he finds us. Confused, weak, making bad choices, frustrated with ourselves and life. And he says, we are the poor in spirit. He says, bless you. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And he walks with us up the mountain. And he takes us to, this, to these places where we get, we've realized what real righteousness is. And, and we would find that really scary, but Jesus is there beside us. And he doesn't beat us over the head with us. He walks with us step by step. Now, sin is still serious stuff. But I have to realize that the most serious sin is my sin. The most serious sin is not your sin. The most serious sin is my sin. Uh, we're going to check in now, as we have in previous weeks in this series, to uh, see our friends Jarrell and Austin. And uh, Jarrell shows up at the radio station where Austin works. So let's see what's happening. This is 106.5 The Animal. We will be right back. Hey, what up, dude? Good, are you on? Uh, no, I'm good. Oh. I'm, I just uh, took a break. What are you doing here? You never show up. What? It's either, for a second there, I thought it's because maybe I'm special, but now I know I'm probably going to yell at me or something. Nah, man. Uh, I, I don't know. Just want to try something different. And uh, I just came by to actually say I'm sorry. What? Yeah, I'm on break, what but I just want to say about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry for yeah, what? Because I've been tripping, man. You've been tripping. You yeah. have been tripping, but I've never you've never said sorry to me in your entire life. Yeah, I'm Ever. trying to it's get never better. Happened. I'm just trying it's to like, Are you taking a selfie? Yeah, man. What? This I need is a, a smile. Milestone. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is the moment. Facebook, hashtag Jarrell apologizes. Whatever, man. Well, listen, listen. I'm trying to take this plank out of my own eye. I'm seeing that in the Bible. I'm the one who said that. The Bible, this God thing, it's meaning a lot. And I'm always saying, oh, man, I see you in the Bible, man. But really, man, it's, it's doing something to my heart. So no weird wow. prayer, none of that. Just want to come apologize to my boy. All right. Well, my boy, man. That's, uh, I mean, it's weird, but I'm not going to turn down an apology. Well, there you I, go. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, have All right, man. I have something for you, too. You do? Yeah. All right. Let me grab it here. All right. Wait, no, that's a piece of paper. What you got? Oh. There you go, man. Put it in an envelope? Yeah, just, you know, it's the rent check. Why is it so much? Well, you know, for gas and stuff, dude. I'm sorry, too, man. I shouldn't have taken your car. should pay rent on time. So, uh, equally sorry, I suppose. Dude, this Bible stuff works, man. Yeah, All man, right. just when you get gas, pick me up a bag of chips. What kind? Uh, jalapeno kettle. Ugh. The big kind. Don't be cheapskate. That's disgusting. Money. You want a bunch of ugh. Yeah, I want uh. a bunch of uh. Whatever, right. man. I well, got thanks, you covered. Man. Well, thanks All for right. the check. That's not what I was coming by for. I just wanted no, to apologize. No, 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 that's cool, man. I'm getting better. Be patient with me, okay? Um, no more weird prayers. Right, no more weird prayers. I'm 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 weirded weirded out about this like bromance thing. Don't but, worry about but it. But I man. like it at the same time. You my boy. All right, we'll see you, man. Welcome back to 106.5, The Animal. Yeah, I, th I think these guys are like mascots now for our church, aren't they? All right. 
Anyway, you know, remember that part in the, in the video where, where Jarrell talks about taking the plank out of his eye? Well, that comes right from this scripture. In verse 3, if you're still with me in, the, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye? Pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. So my sin is a plank. Your sin is a speck of sawdust. You know, I think about Aaron, that, that woman who, who God told to go and feed the strippers. Uh, it's like Aaron saw their sin as, eh, it's a speck of sawdust. Because who knows what these women have been through? Who knows the abuse these women have experienced? Who knows the poverty and hopelessness that they've, has been ingrained in them? Who knows how they've been manipulated or how desperate they feel or how unworthy they feel? And the answer is only God knows. Plus, we all make sinful choices. Maybe from, from what God can see and what God knows, their stripping is a speck of sawdust. And when I judge them, that's, that's a plank. And we're not going to help somebody with their sawdust sin until we stop being critical and looking down on them and correcting them. And then we come to verse 6. Now, I imagine that when Larry got to this point in the scripture about the dogs and the pigs, you go, where did that come from? Right? What is, well, where does this even fit in? Do not give do dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. Now, I take this as a parable. Yeah, do not judge, but you also have to be wise. You, he's saying, I think, you're not, being you're not being judgmental when you maintain safe boundaries with unsafe people. And some of you have heard me say something like this before. You're not being judgmental when you maintain safe boundaries with unsafe people. In the next few verses, then, Jesus goes in to talk about prayer. And, of course, some of us saw a few weeks ago that in the middle of the Lord's Prayer, or middle of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talks about the Lord's, gives us this model of prayer that we, talk, we call the Lord's Prayer. And, uh, but now he tells us, but just go ahead and pray whatever you need. Just, just blurt it out before God without hesitation. And then Jesus tells us, Three ways, he has three ways to say this. So the redundancy is, has some poetry and some power to it. In verse 7, he says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. You know, just like all of you, I don't get everything I pray for. But I believe that God is always answering and sometimes when I'm praying for something, I also have to look for ways that God might be, um, you know, answering in a different way, something I didn't expect. Or sometimes I have, to, I have to persevere in my praying, and I have to wait, and I have to keep on waiting and keep on praying. But Jesus says that this God to whom we pray is always good. God is always good. God will lead the way with love, not judgment. You know, nearly every parent likes to provide for their children. You see it every day. You see it everywhere you go. In verse 11, if you'll skip down there, Jesus says, If you then, though you are evil, meaning, you know, we're all sinners, 
If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And the operative word in that verse is, how much more? Let's say uh, your, your kid comes home from a sleepover, it's about 2 o'clock, and, and for some reason they haven't eaten breakfast or lunch. And they say, I'm starving. And you find out they haven't eaten all day, you, you march right into the kitchen and you fix them some food, right? If you're that way, Jesus says, how much more will your heavenly Father be that way? You see, God leads the way with love, not judgment. And that's how he says, I, Jesus says, I want you to be the same way. Which takes us to verse 12, what we call the golden rule. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. So this is Jesus' pay it forward plan, right? He says, don't, he doesn't say, do to others the way they did to you. He says, no, you go first. You treat others the way you want to be treated, even when they don't treat you that way. And then he says, in everything. So treat everybody this way. Your cantankerous co-workers, your rude relatives, your obnoxious neighbors. Did I leave anybody out? Treat them better than they treated you. Act toward them the way you wish they would act toward you. Speak to them the way you wish they would speak toward you. Lead the way with love, not judgment. Uh, as Darren was saying earlier, last, yesterday we had our Thanksgiving meal bag giveaway. I didn't get to go this year, which I was really disappointed, but um, I'm sure that, uh, you know, the cars were all lined up all the way around the building, you know, three, four, maybe even some places five deep, uh, five wide, and all the way around. And, and, uh, but I know that, you know, people went from car to car before they even got their meals, you know, their bags. And, and talk to them, and, and we didn't ask to see a copy of their monthly budget. We didn't ask them if they had spent any money unwisely recently. We didn't ask why they lost their job, or why they're divorced, or why they're sick. Because we all have stuff that happens. We all mess up. And if we went from car to car asking those questions, we'd be ignoring the plank in our own eye. So instead, some of you went from car to car while people were waiting and said, would you like some coffee? How about a donut? Some of you went from car to car and said, would you like us to pray for you? Some of them said yes, some of them said no, but those who wanted it, you prayed for them right there. On August 27th, um, we had our Outside the Walls Day, and uh, some of you uh, were in, team, in the team that put together what they called the panhandler bags. Um, and it's a, we have these gallon Ziploc bags with all kinds of stuff put in them. There's a bottle of water, uh, granola bar, maybe some other food items, a, a clean a new pair of socks, um, a little handwritten card with a scripture verse on it. Anyway, um, so Friday, uh, 
afternoon, I was, I was on my way to visit somebody at the hospital, and I was on I-80, and I took the 42nd Street exit, and there at the bottom of the exit was this young guy holding up a little cardboard sign. And all of a sudden, I remembered, oh, I've got that bag under my passenger seat. So I pulled my window down, hold up the bag and said, would this help? And he smiled and he, he walked over and I gave him the bag, he thanked me and then I still had a little bit of time with the, before the light turned green and so I watched him uh, as he went back to his spot and he started looking through this bag and as I was just about to pull off, pull away, he, he looked up at me and smiled and went, gave me the peace sign, you know. Now, there are other times when I might ask someone, would you like me to take you to a shelter? Usually they say no. But, and I didn't ask this time. It wasn't, really wasn't in a position where I felt that I could. Um, and I didn't have a conversation with him. It wasn't really the place or the moment that I could do that, which I would also like to do. But you know, there are a lot of questions. Why is he homeless? I don't know. Does he panhandle because he's too lazy to work? I don't know. But I imagine his story is a lot more complicated than that. And only God knows. My job isn't to judge. My job is to lead the way with love. Now, is there a place for confronting? Of course. Jesus taught us about that too. Um, there, there are times when we have to practice tough love and there'll be another message on that someday. Someone I know uh, recently shared a story with me. Um, she gave me permission to share it with you but it, anonymously. Uh, so I'm going to change the names in the story. Anyway, uh, Rachel not too long ago was looking forward to having some uh, visitors for the weekend, her sister Annie, and uh, Annie was bringing her partner, Bethany. Uh, Rachel is a Christian. Uh, she's ordained in a denomination that I know doesn't do same-sex weddings. I don't know the, the, the nuances of Rachel's beliefs about this, but I do know Rachel realizes that God doesn't want her to try to take a speck of sawdust out of her sister's eye because being critical and judgmental would be, ta would be a plank in her own eye. Anyway, during that weekend, her sister and her partner come to visit and Rachel tells them about a time uh, recently when she got to be with some high school students and uh, she, she was visiting with them and, and I don't know whether it was a church thing or what, but she asked them if they had any prayer requests and these students really started sharing and opening up, and it turned out to be a really beautiful time. And then Rachel asked Annie and Bethany if they'd like to share prayer requests. Rachel says the three of them talked for two hours. It was really a, a, a beautiful, deep time. And uh, before they left, Bethany said to Annie, we need to find a church. Now, why did this story unfold the way it did? I think a big part of it was because Rachel led the way with love 
not judgment. You see, Jesus had a reputation. He was known as a friend of sinners. And you know, for a long time I've wondered, Jesus, how did he do that? I mean, how does a a sinless, perfect, righteous man make people with a long history of immorality feel like, yeah, they want to hang out with him? How How does he keep them from feeling judged just being near him? And I think for so long I was looking for something complicated and I realized how simple it is. The answer is that Jesus leads the way with love. Even today, when Jesus speaks to us and he exposes our sin to us, he does it with love, not judgment. He wants to heal us, not condemn us. That was Jesus' reputation. I hope it's my reputation. I hope it's our reputation. Let's pray. Uh, Jesus, thank you for teaching us about all this, but your demonstration of it is, is so powerful as well. And uh, Lord, we ask you to, to show us when uh, we have taken the lead with judgment. Lord, when have I had a plank in my eye of being critical? Lord, so do your surgery. Uh, correct my vision so that, that I can see people the way you see them. Lord, help me to set aside judgment, to lead the way with love, and to trust you to do your part. We pray in, in your name. Amen. All right, let's stand. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see
the Lord has promised good to me. His word, my hope, secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. My chains are Amazing grace, my chains are gone, I've been set free, my God, my Savior has ransomed me, and like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love, amazing The earth shall soon dissolve like snow The sun forbear to shine But God who called me here below will be forever mine will be forever mine you are forever Well, you can just soak in that song for a while, can't you? That's great. You know, we can sing about amazing grace because God leads the way with love, not judgment, right? And seven days we're going to gather here again. We're going to be worshiping God together. And over these next seven days, you do the same. Lead the way with love. We join it with me as we say, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.